Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, later tonight, President Joe Biden returns to Philadelphia to deliver a primetime address to the country titled The Continued Battle for the Soul of the Nation. What is his message? Does he know where the soul of the nation is? Will the American people agree? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, this is a much anticipated speech from the president. It's a it's a unique one. It's it's a little surprising to me that he is delivering a speech of this significance. Setting matters, Philadelphia, we'll talk about that later on in the show. The timing of it before Labor Day, not after Labor Day, uh, where the country's not quite as focused just yet. Usually anything big you're going to do politically or if framing-wise you do after Labor Day, just when everyone's back in school, back into the regular routine of things. So the fact that he's preemptively doing this before the Labor Day weekend is also interesting to me. Uh, we're going to watch for the president's message and where it goes. We've been talking for the last couple of days here on Inside Sources about the soul of the nation. And what is that exactly? And I happen to believe that it doesn't belong to any political party or any president of either political party. It doesn't belong in Washington, D.C. or in a vault in Fort Knox. Uh, it's, it's in the country. It's in the people. And we've been asking a wide range of folks what that means. And we're going to let you sound off today as well. If you want to weigh in on what you think the soul of the nation is, I want you to call 801-575-7668. Again, 801-575-7668. You'll have 30 seconds to just share your vision. What is the soul of the nation? Why does it matter? Where do you find it? Share whatever you like today. And we've got some great ones we're going to share uh, coming up starting at 235. Uh, We'll have your voices as well as those from a wide range of elected officials, business leaders, thought leaders from around the country Uh, to weigh in and have this crucial conversation about what I think the soul of the nation really is. Now, let's get to the president's speech specifically. Uh, All of my sources are saying this is is going to be a heavy speech. And many uh, that are close to the president are especially worried about the tone of the speech because it is going to be more of a speech of warning. Uh, I'm going to make a prediction 
uh, that the most used, if you do a little word bubble or a word cloud that uh, is often used in communication circles, it shows what words get used the most and have the greatest emphasis over the course of a speech. And the word cloud, word of the day, is going to be extreme, followed very closely by MAGA, which is technically not a word but an acronym. Uh, but that is going to be the, the combination, I think, for the president as he lays out what he thinks is the most important thing, the threat to democracy. And he will use the word extreme uh, to describe the former president. He will use the word extreme uh, to talk about Republicans in Congress. Uh, and that's going to kind of be the tone. And we've actually seen this out of Democratic operatives uh, over the last month already uh, you may have heard earlier in the show, we talked about this, uh, over $2 million spent by Democratic campaigns featuring the word extreme in describing their Republican opponents. Republican campaigns, one to $1.5 million over the last 30 days in ads framing Democrats as extreme with extreme policies and extreme points of view. So that worries me. It worries me that the president's going to Philadelphia to lead that discussion with that tone. So let's kind of get some perspective on it. White House Press Secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, today, uh, actually this was yesterday, uh, described the speech, and she framed it herself. The president believes there is an extreme threat to our democracy. You know, the president thinks that there is an extremist threat to our democracy. Uh, The president has been clear, as he can be, on that particular uh, piece when we talk about a democracy, when we talk about our freedoms. Uh, The way that he sees is the MAGA Republicans are the most energized part of the Republican Party. Uh, That extreme, this is an extreme threat to our democracy, to our freedom, uh, to our rights. Uh, They just don't respect the rule of law. You've heard that from uh, the president. Uh, And, um, you know, they are pursuing an agenda uh, that takes away people's rights. So, which is what the president said last week on Thursday. You all heard him. This is what the president said yesterday, and that's what he's going to continue to say. And here's the thing. The president's not going to shy away uh, to call out uh, what he clearly sees is happening in this country. And, um, you know, again, MAGA Republicans are this extreme part of their party, and that is just facts, and that's what he's going to continue to lay out. All right, so that's coming from the press secretary, and the word is extreme. That's where it's going. Now, really interesting, former Governor John Kasich uh, from Ohio, who understands what it means to talk to the center-left to the center-right or the vast majority of Americans. He told CNN that President Biden's speech shouldn't be about shaming the extremes. It should be about uniting the country. If I'm battling for the soul of the country, I'm trying to figure out how to get most people together, not most pushing most people apart. But we're in a political season right now. It involves fundraising and that kind of high rhetoric probably raises some money. And it's okay for them to talk about issues. I'd rather them be talking about the issues of guns and crime than all the stuff that we've been hearing about over the last few months. Earlier today, White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre responded to Kevin McCarthy, who had talked about what the president might say, how he might say it, that he doesn't really understand the country. Uh, She actually went to uh, statements earlier uh, on the events of January 6th in particular coming from the same Kevin McCarthy. 
He said the violence, destruction, and chaos we saw earlier was unacceptable. He said this on January 13th of 2021. It was undemocratic. It was un-American. We all should stand united in condemning the mob together. And then he said the president bears responsibility for Wednesday's attack on Congress by mobs rioters. The president strongly agrees with Kevin McCarthy on the January 6th comments and the January 13th, 2021 comments, and does not find the comments that, that Kevin McCarthy made than to be divisive in the least, but rather aligning with fundamental nonpartisan mainstream American values that we uphold the rule of law. And finally, here is the official White House preview of the speech coming from Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre. The speech, just to give you a little bit about what the speech is going to be about, it's going to be optimistic. He will speak about how he believes we can get through this current moment, this critical moment that we are we are currently in. He believes this is a moment where a lot is at stake. You'll hear him talk about the core values of what is at the stake in this moment and how he, we and how he is going to continue to protect, uh, for, protect equality and democracy. He will also talk about in a very direct way about he, what he sees as a threat at this moment in this in time. Basically what Kevin McCarthy said on January 6, 2021, what Kevin McCarthy said on January 13, 2021, the threat of our democracy, that insurrection, that mob that we saw come uh, come down on the Capitol. All right, that was a, a bit of a word salad uh, coming out of the press room today. And I say that only because if you want the president to succeed, and we should all want the president to succeed, we should all want the president to unite the nation. Uh, around the things that we can unite around. And there's a lot. What she just described is going to be impossible to do. Uh, She said the president's going to be optimistic. And then she went through a litany of grievances and negative components uh, that everyone should be fearful of. And I think that's going to be a, it's a tough thing for President Biden to navigate. It is not in his natural wheelhouse. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they have him staged. Again, the staging of this in Philadelphia is significant to me. Uh, I think it is an opportunity to have a very uniting, uh, very elevated conversation with the American people. But it seems to me that they are content politically to fight the last war that their polling is sh- is showing that it is better for them to fight against the previous president and what they are against than it is to lay out a positive vision of what they are for. Interestingly, the same battle is going on within the Republican parties, even just within the last hour. Uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and Senator Scott from Florida uh, are having their own little battle about what the message should be. And Mitch McConnell is very much in the same mode of what President Biden is wanting to do, and that is hunker down, fight the last war. Senator Scott, who is over the Republican reelection committee, uh, is saying, no, we have to have a vision of the future and where we're going and invite the American people to come along. And so that's always the interesting dynamic. And the thing that often gets missed in all of this is if we're going to use the phrase, we're going to have a battle for the soul of the nation. I think both parties are missing it wildly. And I want to know where you think the soul of the nation is. We're going to give you one more opportunity to weigh in. You can dial 801-575-7668. Just leave your name. you got 30 seconds to share your vision. What is the soul of the nation? Where is it? How is it? What is it? Why is it? Where do we find it? 
uh, and leave them. We're going to share those uh, coming up at 2.35 and 2.50 today. We'll have a host of folks chiming in. Uh, I want to hear your voice on this one because I believe that we know where the soul of the nation is, and we've got to make sure we can find leaders who can help us uh, make sure that we reinforce it and strengthen it rather than undermine it and lose it. All right, we'll step aside uh, for a quick commercial break. And again, one last opportunity for you to weigh in, 801-575-7668. And when we come back, we're going to have another crucial conversation on fentanyl, uh, what it's doing, how it's playing out. And this is part of the soul of the nation. How do we deal with something like this kind of addiction epidemic uh, as it relates to fentanyl? Stay with us. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 